Savage, and I created Between Two Yetis, where we take our Yeti coolers all around the world and meet people from all walks of life to learn what it is that gets them out of bed. Our aim is to show the humanity in the world by giving people the opportunity to share their story. This is Nelson Dallas. He's a four-time USA memory champion and runs a charity called Climb for Memory, where he raises awareness of Alzheimer's disease by organizing climbing expeditions up some of the world's greatest mountains. We decided, why not take the show up a mountain on one of his next trips? So we worked out how to strap him to our backs, got together some friends, and flew out to Kilimanjaro. This is our adventure climbing to the roof of Africa. And we are back between two years on day three of the Kilimanjaro special with Aubrey Rider. 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 <laughs> Aubrey Reindeer. Aubrey Reindeer, how are you doing? <laughs> good, how are you? Very good. You just got lost on a cliff, didn't you? I wasn't lost at all. I knew exactly where I was. You were lost in your own thought, in your own world. I was. Yeah. So, where should we start? How do you know Nelson? Yeah, how do you know Nelson? Well, how do I know Nelson? The year was 2000 and... Is this a story? Nine. Okay. I mean, isn't anything a story? No, everyone else is just like, well, I sort of met him at a bar. Sort of did. No, nobody's got... No, I actually know the year I met him because it was when... It was my freshman year of college and... Is that your first year? Yeah. Okay. And his younger brother uh, was on my freshman floor. Nelson's got a brother? Yeah, Spencer. Right. And he's got a sister. Yep, Jen. I actually have a little kitty cat on a keychain from Jen with me. Uh, oh. Yeah. Is his brother like Nelson? In, it, in some ways, yes. Sometimes his mannerisms make me think of Spencer when he's talking. <laughs> but... Uh, Spencer is like this ultimate frisbee, like piano video game song playing. He's just like a cool dude in a different way. Uh, I've never seen Spencer hike, so different in that way, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right, sorry, continue. No worries. And he's ginger. (laughs) No, Spencer's more like blonde. Okay, more like the sister. Yeah, but uh, we were playing, this is how I met Spencer, we were playing apples to apples, you know, the game where you like match something or somebody wins if somebody else has the same sense of humor it's like one of those like cards against humanity and spencer and i just kind of hit it off and nelson was the cool older brother who came to visit his younger brother at college and took us to the movies and (laughs) that's how oh okay see that's something i didn't know about nelson yeah blimey so you're I know a little bit about you now. So you're, where were you born? I was born in the United States. Oh, so you got U.S. citizenship? Mm-hmm. Okay, but you didn't grow up here, did you? Nope, the family is kind of split between Denmark and here and Scottish heritage on my dad's side. Okay. Little blend of all things north. All things north. And you're not really, um, you're not a girly girl, are you? No. You're almost like the 
polar opposite of... I've never been at risk of being a girly girl. <laughs> never been. Can't you tell I'm so at home here? Yeah. Aubrey's one of the few people who's actually had a full night's sleep since <laughs> we actually got into the tent. I sleep better in a tent. How do you not roll down? Um, well, are you sleeping in clothing? Sort of, yeah. Oh, well, it's usually better if you shed down, like, to your underwear or something, and maybe just your, like, skin against the bag is more, like, it holds better. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Insider it's tip. It's also, it's the way you stay warm is the air pocket, so... Yeah. If you let more around. Oh, I'm learning all these new things. Now, the, the, clear, the sky is cleared. Oh, my gosh, and look at that. Is. Well, that's not it. It's behind that, and it's much fucking higher than that. But that's a little bit of it. And we're already at... Oh, I forget how this watch works, but we're already at 12,500 feet here. So, really, it's only another 7,000. Yeah, you know, only that much. It's fine. That'll yeah. be a cakewalk. Day in the park. Yeah, so we just have to go up that, and then around, and up. And we'll, yeah, I'm going to run it tomorrow. So great. You're at university now. Yes. Studying psychology. That's right. And it's not psychology though, is it? It's psychology it's with a twist. Neuropsychology. Okay. Yeah. Which is Um so I'm more interested in kind of the neural mechanisms themselves. Like I I don't want to end up in a therapy chair every day in a clinic being like, "Tell me about your depression today." How to press on, press on the scale of 1 to 10. Exactly. It would just, that to me is not a challenge and it wouldn't engage me. Um, so you want to go deeper into the science or the... The science... Not so much a diagnosis then. The no, diagnosis is part of that. It's a blend of the two. It's, it's recognizing that you need to look to the science but also the person and to see the whole picture. Okay. This brings up the whole nature, nature versus nurture yes. debate we were having yes. a couple of nights ago. Because so many people, there's all those flashy news articles like, us, ah, the schizophrenia gene or this genetic component. And it gives people the idea that if you have a certain gene, you have that disorder. And that's not the case. Like you said, this is nature and nurture. It's, it's what you're genetically expressing. So talking to people to see what in their life is facilitating whatever symptoms they could be having, in addition to maybe the science behind it, what's going on. Okay. So I could be a psychopath and not be exhibiting symptoms. I mean, I've known you for a few days now. You might be. <laughs> nice. It's one of those things that... What do they say? All the top CEOs in the world are psychopaths. Yeah, and there was, I actually read, um, what book was that? The one that was saying like all presidents and uh, politicians and the brightest minds have that gene. And that's another thing that just makes me uncomfortable because you're saying that personality is genetically coded and I completely reject that. Huh. Is there a Truth to, you know, when people are talking to their kid in the womb, that early... I don't know. I mean, 
if you think about it, the type of person that would care enough to try and nurture their child while it's still in the womb, isn't there a bias there that when they're born, they're already in a loving home or something well, thing, that would raise them differently? The thing I find amazing with the world, to drive a car, you need a license. To have a gun, you need a license. To have a kid, anybody can do it. Yeah. And most of the world's problems seem to be caused by people with a lack of a foundation. Um, you read Freakonomics? I haven't read it, no. So one of the theories there is that the murder rate um, in the United States took a dive um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. It was nothing to do with... Um, the mayor was saying, oh, we've got more police officers. And then blah, blah. What it was, it was back to the um, acceptance of uh, abortion in America. So because poor-income families had access to abortion, the kids that were going to be born into those families and weren't wanted and then were going to go into the welfare system and go into, you know, um, what do you call it? Not adoption, but... Foster care? Foster care. They were going to be the criminals 20, 30 years in the, in the future. They weren't born. And so it's a fascinating look at... This is what's great about the free economics because it's a completely different way of looking at the problem or the solution that's presented to you. And the guys who wrote it are geniuses. They were looking at how sumo wrestling fights are rigged and how the whole system is based on um, this whole internal structure in that. But it, it was just going back to the whole... Um, oh fuck, well, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Where was I going? You know, I really don't know. Okay. All right, well, anyway, so <laughs> that was... Um, fuck. Were you tying to this to nature and nurture? Yeah, because I think it's a, it's a major thing that so many people um, have kids and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, just, just I'm, I'm, I'm a first-timer here and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I'm learning it from watching other people and stuff like that. But they might be doing it wrong. And this is, you know, this is basic stuff. If I'm bringing a child and up, up in the world and you've got a certain peer group, you're basically just mirroring the bad behaviours of your peers. Yeah. So why it's in schools, aren't you... Why, why, aren't they, why aren't we taught decent skills? Maybe that's... that's my brother and I have this as a, as a major bugbearer. Why aren't you at, at school? Why aren't you taught basic um, accounting? How to get a mortgage, how to fix a car, mm-hmm. how to um, how to fu- how to get a loan for a car, how to br- how- all these things. Instead of just going now to YouTube to learn how to do shit, why isn't there more of an educational system to bring the nurture aspect if it is that important? No, it's a great question, and thank God you interrupted me. I was on a rant then. <laughs> no, it because I think schools assume that your parents are covering those bases, that they're but doing a the good job. And yeah, you're right, they aren't. And uh, it's, it's sad to see because, especially right now when I started my training, my initial year of therapy was with college students. And Which is at what age? Um, so 18 to 21 was about the age bracket that I was seeing regularly. And they were born at... When, like 90... 90... 95, 96? Yeah, around there. Okay, so they've never experienced anything other than the internet? Basically. Okay. 
And you think that maybe when they don't understand how to do something, that would be a resource. But time and time again, I'd be seeing these kids in session and I'd be explaining simple things like how to do their laundry in therapy because they've been missing that their whole life. How old? And then 21? Yeah, 18 to 21. Complete lack of knowledge how to be self-reliant. It's a, so this is the core of the, of the of a breakdown of society. I was just saying to Nelson, because obviously Nelson's doing memory, trying to help people yeah. increase their memory. But we're go, the society's going completely the opposite way. We're, we're all about short attention spans. We're all about five quick 10-second yep. videos, quick funny cat videos, quick funny um, move on to the next one, or it's on a dating app and it's left, right and swipe. It's nothing's about like this. So nope. few people would spend seven fucking days walking up and coming back down. Yep, not at all. If it was, you know, if it was an afternoon's activity, I, more people would do it. But it's the, sh- it's the shortness of time that people are now getting into. And it's not only time, it's the chemical gratification too. Think of how much oh, yeah, all right. of what yeah. we do and what we're doing is completely based upon that concept of immediate satisfaction, of immediate dopamine release in your brain. What do you think casinos hire psychologists? Everything is engineered to make you happy immediately, to be flashy and, and stimulating and enjoyable. When, you know, the process of getting here, it takes work. To me, this is stimulating to my well-being, to my soul. Visually, it, it, it's enjoyable. I mean, that's brilliant. You can't get better wow. than that. I'm hoping that you got the top edge of that now. That's, <laughs> the sun is kissing the top. I mean, there just aren't words, but it's like you said, how many, how many people are just used to experiencing your life in small segments and to dedicate the time and work to get here, to see this and more than just decide to stand there and take a picture to post for future gratification of somebody else approving of it yeah I mean that's uh, this facetune thing I think is just abhor- you've heard of this no so an app on your phone you can take a selfie and then it automatically photoshops you it basically just blurs out lines <laughs> and stuff like that. but this is the way society is going and so surely the problems that we've got now are only going to get 10 times worse as that wave of dissatisfied youth comes up. Um, oh, God, I've forgotten her name. She's got two fucking degrees. She said she can't get a job without two degrees now in this country, in America. Yeah. It just seems odd that you have to have that much education, you have to go into that much debt to get a decent job. Yeah. Most people won't do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. So you're going to be, your job, looking ahead, is going to be fraught with, well, you're never going to, you're going to be bloody busy. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, busy in a way that still lets me escape to the world like this, but. And are you only ever dealing with problems? Are you also looking at positive sides? There's also positive sides. I mean... (laughs) She said shaking her head. There's also positive sides. Actually, good call out on my body language there. I'd be doing that. (laughs) But, uh, like, you know, some people come into therapy because they really do feel like just something's holding them back. And This whole idea of therapy, is it... 
it seems very American. It seems like, oh yeah, no, I, I see a therapist once a week. It, it's very vogue to, I, I've got friends who are married immediately into a, a couple's um, therapy. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, I don't, see, it, it's weird that you say that because on the other hand, hand, there is the idea of overcoming stigma, which I still think that is a very realistic concern. So you have kind of like um, that, that group of people who's like, ah, therapy, like I can afford it. This is something you do. And they idolize it as just kind of like a social yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, okay, this is, the gym is where I work on my muscles. Therapy is where I'm going to work on my soul my or something like yeah. that. Because everyone's got but, problems. Everybody wants to be a victim Oh my God, now. everybody has problems. That's true. We're all crazy on some spectrum in our own little way. But we can't negate the fact that stigma is still there and how real an issue that is too, that a lot of people who, who should be in that room, especially think of things like military, police officers, firefighters who've experienced true trauma, but because it, it's not really in the creed of their brotherhood to yeah. seek out help, that idea is repressed for them. So there's two sides to that. So this is where, I mean, I'm jumping subjects, but there was, um, I saw a video the other day of this yogi, absolutely fucking pissed at all the yoga that's going on in the world because it's absolutely decimated what the core of yoga is about. <laughs> it's not about being hot. It's not about being hip hop. It's not about all these different, all these different variations. It's about, you know, praying to Sivindananda or whatever. But he's pissed off with the... the <laughs> Great Hindi man. <laughs> or whatever it was supposed to be. Shivindananda. That's who I was thinking of on that rock over there when I lost track of time. Shivindananda. <laughs> but it's like therapy has become... And this is... Therapy has... Let me finish that thought and then I'll move to that one. Therapy has become fashionable amongst those bitches, bitch type, from Sex and the City? Possibly. Or, well, the But then what's wrong with that, though? Because they're not the ones that need the therapy. Yeah, but the ones who need the therapy aren't coming in anyway. They're not the ones that are shooting up schools or going, shooting into um, concerts or... Uh, create, you know, whatever it is, the ones that have a massive effect on other people, yeah. they're the ones that need to be brought. So do you think that the bitchy type engaging in therapy, which I'm never going to turn anyone away no, from right. trying to better themselves, of course. But do you think that... <laughs> do you think that them being kind of the main demographic as you see it, engaging in therapy, gives it more of a bad look? Yes. The people who are genuine, so like the firefighters, the police officers, the people are coming back. This is the other question I've got, okay, for you. Why is there so much PSD, um, what is it, post-traumatic stress? PTSD. Wars today, there's no hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's all missiles and shooting from afar. You go back to the Civil War, you go back to First World War. Mm. They, were f they were bayoneting people in the chest and they were chopping hands off and heads and... But the, the rate of PTSD that's coming back now from these wars in Afghanistan and so on is through the roof. Mm -hmm. And I heard a theory on it that it's trendy. Well, I mean, it's more well-known. 
as a thing uh, to claim to have or to... Benefits? I, claiming to have, saying that word makes me uncomfortable because... What, claiming? Yeah, because what if people in older wars were truly experiencing these things, but what was the metric for us to record that? Well, then this goes on to my, the next one, which is um, young kids, what do they have? ADHD. So the rates of ADHD that are now recorded, it's like, it's almost every single child. Most of the time, that's just bad parenting. Exactly. But then they drug them up to to, to slow them down. Basically with medical cocaine, too, which really bothers me. Is that what it is? Ritalin, yes. Medical cocaine? Ritalin's medical cocaine? See, we're just pumping drugs into these... Uh, Don't even get me onto the drugs rant, but... uh, Oh, come on. Yeah. (laughs) I've just been going on to Nelson about um, iodine and uh, fluoride in the water. Oh. Because iodine is proven to increase brain, um, brain function by 15%. Proven. 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 Um, okay. I'll just accept. Your... Just accept my statistic. Mm. Look it up. Even CNN. Even Wikipedia. I'm one of those people who will nod and then research later. Good. Yes, absolutely. So. I'm very confident with my number because I've done the research. So. Yeah, so... <laughs> so go on, drugs. So but you get these people in for the, uh, for the therapy session and then you just riddle them out with downers, uppers. I don't. That's why I'm a side But you're in, still in college. Yes, I, I'm and still finishing you're have out. drug companies come to you and say, no. right. Even when I'm done, all... no. I, my degree is purely clinical from a non-pharmaceutical aspect. Oh, okay. So I, that's one of the reasons I actually went this direction is because I, I didn't want to fall back on that. I'm not saying that all medication is bad. I think there is appropriate medication but just like you said with the ADHD oftentimes um, I struggled really hard uh, with the concept of pediatric psychology because in our family clinic most of the time it's parents coming in being like my child is a nightmare I can't handle them do your assessment I want this prescription it worked on my friend's kid and all it is is an any pediatric psychology, you're not treating the child, you're treating the family. And often when you're sitting down and you're assessing this child, they're fine. They don't have diagnosable ADHD. It's just they've shit parents. My brother's kid, they pulled, um, he's like three now, and hyperactive, as most kids should be. You know, running around, wanting, you know, at school, he keeps pretending to be Spider-Man. Yeah, it's normal. They want to put him on Ritalin because they say he's got (laughs) a problem. My brother flipped out. was just like, this is what kids do. Your job is to make sure he doesn't hurt himself or anybody else. Yeah. And they just wanted him on drugs just to make their lives easier. Yeah, and people think that, especially with ADHD, it's like, my kid doesn't listen to me, but... You know, he'll sit and, you know, do this activity forever. ADHD, the, a child who truly suffers from this, they can't focus on anything in their life. It's truly disrupting and distressing to them. It's not just that they don't want to sit and fold laundry or something like that. That's ridiculous. And any kid wants to go off and explore. I was a nightmare for my parents. I know that for a fact. I'd jump out of windows and just... I mean, they're probably not that stoked that I'm here right now, but actually, 
Uh, yes, they you do. Send him, you sent him a quick uh, email before you left. <laughs> no, I saw them both. My dad definitely said he was not pleased with me, but... Not pleased with you? No, he didn't want me to come. This is a girl who goes off motorbiking and by herself, lean-to tent, and <laughs> does it, and then goes and shoots a deer, <sighs> skins it, guts it. He's never happy about that either, but he did teach me how to hunt, so... Yeah. That's on him. Well, that's one thing. My brother and I, who I do this show with, we're very annoyed. Not so much at our father, but for England and the system in England. England is so controlled. And the great thing about America is, eight, you can have guns, which <laughs> does... It, you can agree whether people should have guns or shouldn't have guns, but you have the right to own a gun. Yeah. And that in itself gives that country the freedom which its citizens enjoy. And so that means you can go hunting in the woods, you can go climbing mountains, you can go and do all the things that in Europe it's so... I wouldn't say Nazi-like, but because it is basically... You know, the European Parliament and the UN is driven by the, by Germany. It, it pretty but you much just is. don't have the choice. No, but America just is. You don't have the choice, exactly. But America, because I, I don't know, I don't know if it's the size of America or it's just the American spirit. It's just great to be able to be more outdoorsy, outdoorsy, <laughs> outdoorsy, outdoorsy. So my brother and I, we've never hunted. I, I mean, I've. What have, I don't think I've actually killed anything myself. Have you oh, ever killed, swatted a fly? Killed a couple of fish. Fish? There you yeah. go. Yeah, I've been fishing a lot. You savage, you. I had to, keep, I had to get the goldfish out the other day. I did gut a... Uh, gut and pluck a duck once. But, you know, I, these are typist hands. The, the guys I know in South Florida, their fingers are like twice the size of mine. They're proper man's hands. I shook a man's hand. This is what I do when I shake a man's hand. And I was like, oh! And, you know, these are, these are real men. And then they've got another man stroking them. And they just, you know, calluses and big fat digits. That's what a man should be. Not a fucking little... No, you can, so you can still be a man. So my brother and I want to take this show and do more things like hunting and diving and this and stuff like that to show, you know... Manly things. Manly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll teach you how to shoot. I know how to shoot. Okay. It's amazing. You go to a gun range. Yeah. Gun give them bullets. $10 for a gun what do rental. You put the bullets in here and the gun goes in the cartridge. Don't point it at anybody. All right. Can I have the shotgun? Sure. <laughs> yep. It, but that's... It, I, I agree. That's Dane. But that's great that it's still that cowboyish, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. We won't take up any more time. <laughs> We're climbing up there tomorrow. Oh my gosh, it's just getting better. Yeah. Holy crap. Ah, but now I have all these things like Vietnam War veterans and drugs in my head. I need to look at this more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> well, thank you for being on our show. Thanks for having me. Next episode, the threat will be up there. Way up there somewhere. You can't even see the camera. No, because we're going up and all around. Hopefully, it's fine.